0: All got ups and downs because the intense. How could you find out what to pair with your life events? A cocktail will never fail to provide a lift. Just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about
1: it. You are listening to Let's Drink About It, a show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. I'm Ben Harrison. And I'm Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest this week is Katie Harkin. Hello, hey, Katie.
0: Katie. Hello.
1: Uh, Katie Harkin is a super talented uh, touring musician um, you've toured with like lots of lots of different bands you have your own groups as well right mm-hmm. yeah. So, but you were touring with Slater Kinney like the last time we tried to have you on the show you were like in Toronto for a Slater Kinney show and amongst
0: it, a lot of ice and snow if I recall yeah
1: and, and like we just it, like the scheduling didn't quite line up but, yeah.
0: uh, I think if I'd had snowshoes it would have possibly <laughs> happened
1: yeah yeah. um well welcome to the show thank you uh what brings you to the uh the united states
0: i have just finished the last piece of scheduled sleighter toy Oh. so i'm on my way home cool <laughs> it's weird <laughs> it's very strange
1: um well and and home is sort of the subject of your life event so we won't get too deep into okay. that part but <laughs> uh uh yeah and and i've run into you like Everywhere in the United States, so we had drinks in Seattle one time. I think that's right. Oh man, um, so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but we get we we the three of us got to know each other on the set of Nadia Kamal's uh, Pap Smear hip hop music video. I'm
0: still finding glitter in the pair of boots I wore that day. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: uh, I came home from uh, winter winter trip one year, and my roommates had thrown a a uh, a New Year's party and a girl had shown up in a sequin dress mm-hmm. and it had like it was like one of those things where like it came a little bit undone and and then it was like it was like a like a sweater that you can just pull yeah. on right. one thread and it totally like disassembles itself um, and and like we were finding sequins for like three years until we moved out of that place like I was like sweeping up sequins like when, a when
0: fabulous a, trail of breadcrumbs yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah fabulous mm-hmm. trail of bread. Hashtag, hashtag glitter don't quit, you guys. No. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the first time that uh, I had played with any of the members of Slater Kinney was when um, Skylark in my old band supported Quasi, Janet's other band, yeah. uh, in London. And I'd handed their label for the support slot. And uh, I remember <laughs> we, we were playing on stage at this venue called Cargo in London, which had uh, big speakers hanging. On either side of the stage rather than kind of mounted on the floor they were hanging from the ceiling yeah and i remember looking out and seeing janet wearing uh one of her many fabulous sparkly tops in Uh the audience and being like (laughs) sequins
1: are getting everywhere i could see i could see her because of that um and at
0: one point during the show uh i was playing guitar and i had my eyes closed and i headbutted one of these hanging speakers oh no very hard, and I open my eyes, and there is this confetti falling down that had been on the oh. top of them from some other previous <laughs> event. But it was like the Tweety birds flying around oh. my head.
1: <laughs>
2: confetti, like c- confetti, Tweety birds are pretty cute.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did Did you think momentarily maybe you'd head butted her and her jacket had come apart? <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. No. She's more more indestructible than that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we did go pretty buck wild with the glitter on that music video. I, I was just rewatching it the other day, and, uh, yeah, we just had, like, a couple of dudes that showed up to help out, like, climb up some ladders behind yeah. the set and just chuck fistfuls of, <laughs> yeah. of trained, confetti down at everybody.
0: Trained, professional glitter. Yeah, right,
1: yeah, yeah. I've never been paid to throw glitter, but those guys have. Unionized know? confetti throwers. <laughs> yeah. The con- confetti local one three four.
2: Yeah. Con- confederation yeah. local one three four all both good jokes. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> they're uh they're in the they're in they're in the pocket for Bernie. They love Bernie. <laughs> uh Bernie's got the confetti vote. Uh well the other funny thing about uh travel is that you happen to be staying directly across the street more or less from my apartment so i know i had no excuse so it was yeah once we so found fun. that out you really couldn't back down yeah <laughs> from being here today
0: um yeah, my, my best friend lives across the street and i've been a in a snack nest with her all afternoon. <laughs> um finally watching sisters together oh, nice. in a snack nest with my best mate it was pretty blissful
1: great um I feel like you were. Did you maybe stay in Greenpoint the last time you were in New York? And yeah, I think that I still lived in Williamsburg, and I was like Greenpoint. Wow, so (laughs) far away. (laughs) It's like (laughs) washing distance, but you know.
2: Life events.
1: Well, guys, uh, I uh, for a long time have had a puppy. And now I have a dog, Aww. and I need a drink for that.
2: Oh, that's so cute! Uh, <laughs> I have lived in Toronto for ten, eleven years now, and um, you know, just when you think you know a place, uh, I found a hidden gem recently, and I need a drink for that. Mm.
0: I have lived in four or five different UK cities throughout my twenties, but have fairly recently moved out to the middle of nowhere, and I need a drink for that.
2: Perfect.
0: Hey.
2: Ben, you'll be drinking a Tailspin. It's two ounces of gin, uh, one and a half ounces of green chartreuse, one and a half ounces of sweet vermouth, a dash of orange bitters, a lemon twist, and a maraschino cherry. Uh, you're going to pour all ingredients except the cherry and lemon twist into a mixing glass with ice cubes. Stir well and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish. With a lemon twist and cherry.
1: Now, Chris, that is a delicious sounding beverage. It's also, um, I believe, a twist on the bijou. Because it's got the same mm-hmm. ingredients as the bijou, but in different quantities. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, how fun. I'll send Chris a bijou, a drink <laughs> that's a twist on a bijou. So, you'll be drinking a Silent Gem. Uh, it's an ounce of Silencio mezcal, an ounce of green chartreuse, an ounce of sweet vermouth, and a dash of orange bitters, with a lemon twist and a maraschino cherry to garnish. Stir well with ice and strain into a chilled cocktail glass.
2: Sounds like an echo, yeah. almost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, I was and, reading. Uh, it's just you're swapping mezcal in for the gin, and right. And I think the Bijou is a really cool cocktail too. Goof around with like this because you get to it's like you know it's a it's it's one to one to one with three pretty easy to find things that are nonetheless interesting um, mm-hmm. but uh you know changing the the ratios like uh in the tailspin or the base spirit like in the silent gem uh you get to uh you know see see how different things behave in different contexts um, mm-hmm. and to that end, Katie, you will be drinking a Ritz bijou, which Mm. is an ounce and a half of gin, three-quarter ounces of dry vermouth, and three-quarter ounces of orange curacao with a lemon twist and a maraschino cherry to garnish. So that's uh, stirred with ice and strained into a chilled cocktail glass.
0: That sounds lovely.
1: And I thought um, just since we're drinking all these bijous, I'm going to make just like a regular-ass bijou also so we can... (laughs) you know
0: regular ass bijou is a yeah. great combo <laughs> 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 just like you know just like they have down the pub
1: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. frills bijou yeah. uh but i i don't know i just I, I felt like it would be really cool to to kind of a b them try try the, the variations
2: but
0: have the control
2: this is how this is how dim i am i was reading out the tailspin so when i was reading this out just a moment ago i'm like Wait, is this, am I reading Ben's drink? And, I, and then earlier today, I was at the liquor store, and I was shopping for gin, and I bought gin. And, 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 this is like the and, time uh, I bought uh, oranges, because I needed grapefruit juice. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I, and I came home with all the right things, but I was like, why did I buy gin? Why do I? Hey, you can never and, have too much I, gin, I just, Christopher. Uh, well, it's true. This is true. This is true. Uh, so, also, well. well. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so, uh, why, do, why don't we go make these beverages? What do you guys say? I think it's a great idea. All right, sing us out, Jamal. Make those drinks. Cheers. Cheers.
0: cheers. Oh, a, man. This is a
1: beautiful drink. My so many
0: cheers.
1: spilly cocktails.
0: My first drink.
1: How do you like it, Katie?
0: It is lovely. That's so nice.
1: That's the most different of <sighs> any of the ones that we're having uh, today. So, Can we it again. So that one is gin, um, orange liqueur essentially. I used the Pierre Ferrand dry curacao and the dry vermouth. Um, and so these, uh, the other two we have here is the bijou. So you have the Ritz bijou. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, this, uh, one in the Nick and Nora glass is the bijou bijou. <laughs> and then this one, uh, over here near me is the tailspin, which is, these two have the same ingredients, but in different ratios. Oh, okay. so, um, so yeah, I, and I, uh, you know, upping the gin as, uh, as is done in the, uh, in the tailspin, I can stand behind. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still a good drink. Okay.
2: Uh, how about you, Chris? Yeah, this is really nice. Um, it, I can't. I kind of. I think the the vermouth. It's obviously it's equal parts, but it's it's in there. It's a, uh, I guess maybe, uh, smooths out the uh, green chartreuse because yeah. the sweetness is the thing off the top. I can taste the green chartreuse, and then it finishes with the smoke or the mezcal. But it's right. really really subtle. But it's a really nice drink.
1: Yeah, you know I am, just now starting to realize. I think we've done this drink before. <laughs> Have we? I think we called it the smoke signal.
0: Must have been a lot of gin in it, if I can't remember doing it before.
2: Which, the one I'm drinking?
1: Yeah. I think that I like...
2: Hmm. No, I'm not seeing it.
1: Didn't Uh, we do one called the smoke signal? And like, I think Tessa Stewart was on.
2: I mean, Tessa Stewart was on episode like 15 or something. So, Yeah. uh, I mean, I do review every episode. She had a
1: last word.
2: Um, Yeah, I don't know. This is the first um, Silencio, specifically Silencio Mezcal cocktail uh, that I've had. And it's a good thing because I think I've got (laughs) a half an ounce of it left. Oh, man. Bit of a a nice send-off.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've totally done this drink. So we did, uh, I think we called it the smoke signal on the blog, but I have it written down here as bijou with smoke and salt. Hmm. and it was mezcal green chartreuse carpano antica orange bitters and a pinch of salt
2: all right well i didn't have it so i've never done it
1: yeah well you weren't you were uh, you were over there in toronto yeah that's right that's um true. but my memory uh good for you ben really
2: really doesn't doesn't
1: work in a way that serves me in terms <laughs> of coming up with original drinks to have on the program <laughs> uh I thought I was like so creative, like oh, we did mezcal instead of instead of gin. But how did this hit? I'm the smartest. Did it just hit you
2: right now? Yeah, it just hit me right now. Amazing. Well, (laughs) whatever. Oh, let's have a drink for that.
1: Uh, Well, Katie, you sent us a you'd sort of written a little uh, a little article. I I think it's for Vice Mm -hmm. that uh, that you sent us, and uh, I uh, I just had a an incredibly harrowing. Uh, subway huh. ride to get right. back to my apartment in time to record this, uh, so I did have time to read it, and uh, I thought it was really lovely, really and, was, and thoughtful. Uh, tell us about moving to the Peak District.
0: Wow. Well, um, yes, that article. Could, get right up on the microphone. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's uh, at the time of recording, it's not online yet, but I think it probably will be by the yeah, time for sure, this emerges. For sure. Um. Yeah, about 18 months ago I moved to the Peak District, which is the oldest national park in the UK. Um and it's the hills between Sheffield and Manchester roughly. Yeah. And I was at a party here last time I came to New York and somebody asked me where I lived and I said the Peak District and uh, they thought that it was like Manhattan real estate jargon. <laughs> um, like yeah. Some new place.
1: Yeah, it's in between the Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge. <laughs> it's down under, under, under. Yeah, the, yeah.
0: Um, so I was, I was flat that I wasn't seen as as too bumpkinny. Someone thought I could actually live in Manhattan. Yeah, um, but I i made a record with my last band Skylarkin in sheffield which is a old industrial town in the north of england and was trying to write lyrics and something that i find really helps is driving yeah for um kind of deep thought zoning out yeah, yeah zoning this, out.
1: people do people say that they come up with their best ideas in the shower for the same reason mm-hmm. it's yeah. like you kind of have something that you're doing by rote and it lets your mind just wander
0: yeah it keeps the mechanical brain occupied so i hadn't really been to the peak district before but i knew it was there and i knew it was the moors above the city so i just kept driving uphill <laughs> uh, i kind of figured it out i just sort of looked at it roughly on my phone and thought I'll just keep driving uphill. Oh, um, I like
1: that it was kind of calling to you. Like, oh, I gotta go check out this hmm. peak district yeah, that I've never been to.
0: I grew up in Leeds and, and the moors there are the kind of Bronte moors, the Wuthering Heights moors, and mm-hmm. um, I've always kind of had an affinity for them. And uh, yeah, I just I just kept driving uphill and I found very immediately outside the city limits there are these huge blank horizons available. Wow. Um
1: that's the crazy thing about the UK to me is that it's like, like you you're you're in London, you're like looking at a monument that was put up three hundred years ago for mm-hmm. some like crazy colonial conquest, and you're just like, wow, this has been here forever. Mm-hmm. Like nothing in the United States is as old as some mm-hmm. of the stuff that you're looking at walking around London. Mm-hmm. And then you like leave the city, and you're like, there's still nothing here. Like they haven't built anything anywhere. <laughs> yes, and you like do, our you do wilderness very well. Our wilderness is so. Fucked up. It's like it's like we like our version of nature is like is like a topiary in between the Kmart and the Walmart. But in you this still country. have
0: you know, you still have real wilderness. We so. do, we
1: do. But it's like I don't know. I feel like everything is just the national automobile slum here. <laughs>
0: well, one of the only reasons why the peaks where i am is is sort of as preserved as it was is because there is this giant moor so as uh manchester and leeds and sheffield all these industrial cities began to sprawl the reason that uh the valley that i live in wasn't engulfed by that is because people really couldn't get over this big mountain (laughs) um there's a couple of mountains and they're not you know on the scale of all the mountains in the world, huge. It's just a hassle. They're impassable, yeah. yeah. So until the 1890s, when someone built a train through to yeah. Sheffield, uh, it was pretty much cut off. Wow. So remains uh, remains as it is, even though it's yeah. near enough the city that I can you know, go see a band in, band in a bar Nice. Be home, it's, be home, it's pretty so, great yeah, i of... get
2: to see you when you come home you post photos because you're glad to be home so on, on instagram there's always like these beautiful stunning photos you know of <laughs> of your backyard essentially um and it seems like such a calming place to live
0: that's what i that is what i thought when i i first moved there i moved there because i was looking for the peace of it all mm-hmm. um but the longer that i've lived there i've begun to see it in a more rounded fashion and to see there is a eeriness and a violence to mm-hmm. the countryside and in particular that kind of countryside as well as there is beauty in the blankness. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know, I don't know if there are moors in the United States, but the place that yeah, I've been such. to... Yeah. The <laughs> place that I've been to that reminded me the most of it was the high desert in Washington Yeah. where you you sort of drive up and up and up and up and emerge onto a flatness, right. but the high desert temperature is considerably higher. Right. Um, so it's, it's kind of heathers and horizons and perspective really. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I loved the, that reflection in, in the article about how it sort of delivered something that you weren't expecting like not not what you were looking for but almost what you needed uh was just kind of a a like seeing seeing that life is kind of chaotic and and uh uncontrollable yeah. <laughs> even outside of the chaos and uncontrollableness of the city
0: hmm. yeah absolutely i'm i frequently kind of encounter death there as much as i encounter life in terms of being around farming communities and mm-hmm nature really, hmm. you know, sometimes you'd be um startled by like for example, this flight I'm about to take home could possibly be the first time I go home and see the lambs this year, which hmm. when I've been up all night on a flight, sometimes sometimes it's almost too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, lambs are so cute. And, uh, yeah. and, and I've been awake all night and I'm travelling travelling home alone. And I'm like,
1: ah. I was in uh England outside of Dorset. Uh, several years ago and got a load of some, some really solid lamb action. and uh, <laughs> Very memorable.
0: They're very sweet, but then yeah. they get stuck in things and cry all night yeah. and someone has to go in there, yeah. there and help them out.
2: Yeah. You know, I think like a lot of, uh, uh, just to go back to the article you wrote, um, a lot of us city dwellers often fantasize about uh, you know, moving to some sort of rural area nearby or not nearby, but, uh, that's the one thing that's always, um, uh, it has scared me is the solitude, the mm-hmm. idea of not being able to, um, you know, as you say in your article, it, it's like, what was it? How many, how many miles do you have to hike for a coffee made by somebody else?
0: It's, it, it's a round trip of seven miles. If I, <laughs> if I so, like don't wanna you know, the drive. fact that
2: you can't just walk down the street, I mean, Toronto is a very walkable city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can go a few blocks and pick up just about everything i need you know and come home Mm -hmm. and i can stay indoors for five days and not leave if i don't want to but (laughs) you know i mean you know where you are it's a near enough five-day trek for a cup of coffee so i mean that idea is is terrifying but also very romantic you know and i think you mentioned you're kind of are you beyond that um that sort of as you say naive feeling of the uh you know the romance of the solitude, like, and and then the, you're confronting the the violence. Are you sort of coming through it, or are you like, where are you now with where you live?
0: Well, I'm just about to return to it, so I've been away for a month, so I'll be better place to answer <laughs> that question then. But sure, you, we'll have you back on in, in a two in perspective months. Perspective is yeah, I don't I don't live off the grid. I don't live um, in a place. That <laughs> it's not a cave. <laughs> not, i do not in a cave, and I I don't live you know in a far flung um alaskan outpost but as you say i do live somewhere that is far enough from for example coffee Mm -hmm. to uh raise eyebrows when i go to new york or london right Mm -hmm. um and it's it's that kind of gap that's been really interesting to me you know Mm -hmm. i i haven't gone to live where i am because i i want to live off the land or right um, right you know start a new utopian community <laughs> yeah. somewhere could but you
2: please so we can come visit <laughs>
0: sure <Yeah. laughs> sure uh, and uh it's it's made me realize what just that first step outside um convenience mm-hmm. means and it's been the kind of rub between convenience and distraction sure and i think it's given me uh it's left me feeling better equipped to police my own time even when I am in city environments, which right. as someone who is a touring and working musician, recording and playing in places, I do spend time in the city. It's not that yeah. I've permanently left.
2: I tell you what, Katie, you are really, really selling it. <laughs> like, I, I always wanted bad. to do it. I really, I've always wanted to do it, uh, you know, especially in the last few years. You just kind of burn out on city life. And man, oh man, I am in. Um, <clears throat> Chris, it'll be so much harder for you to get guests
1: for our show. <laughs>
2: no, there'll be lots of lambs. Don't worry about it.
1: Oh, good. Well, I love lambs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have such great I personalities. Yeah. Um, I have been spending a lot more time in Los Angeles in the last few years, and mm-hmm. it's something I think about a lot there because it's such a suburban place, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. sort of has the downsides of both. Like it's, uh, It afflicts you in the same way that urban life does here, but it also like isolates you and you know puts you too far away from convenience that in the way that country life does so you like wind up sort of I don't know I mean like this is really like my super biased no I absolutely
0: agree with you but I maybe have a rosier version of it in that I've really fallen for Los Angeles recently in ways that I hadn't anticipated because it reminds me of the Peak District interesting because it is a place that you know from where i am pretty much to do anything takes 20 minutes right. at the bare minimum <laughs> <laughs> um, that is very optimistic <laughs> whatever that is to yeah. get to get to something yeah the first rung of some things right. not necessarily everything um which that feels kind of like the la experience right. you know even if it's, it's like
1: you. such a barrier to go do and see something yes. or see something because it's and like, also
0: there's hills right there which yeah. i did not genuinely appreciate how much nature there was in that city yeah. because my only experiences of it as a touring musician were arrive in bad neighborhood play show in bad neighborhood go to a hotel in bad neighborhood drive out and yeah. stay on the on the freeway
1: yeah so although <laughs> I mean, while there is lots of nature, there's also a lot of like going on a hike and seeing that somebody has spray painted their gang's logo on a cactus or something. <laughs> like, Give personal me a tra- break, <laughs> personal trainers, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's a that's a, that's an interesting opinion. Maybe you can get a get a house in L.A. and a house in the Peak Districts, and then you can be by Peak still.
0: All donations welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well how do you think the Ritz bijou pairs with your uh with your your new perspective?
0: Well, it doesn't have a lot of perishable items in it, so it would be good for <laughs> my current circumstances Yeah, I can do my, you know, weekly food run and the lemon will still be okay no matter what point True, in the week yeah. I make I make my drinks. So that's that's excellent. Yeah. Um
1: it's a full-spirited uh cocktail for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um it's it's maybe not stodgy enough to really reflect <laughs> the <laughs> the northern experience but it it has a kind of uh it has a kind of clarity to it and a, a briskness that I would um see on a on a windy moor top strangely yep. fitting.
2: You're so much better at this than yep. either Chris or yep. I. Katie, <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here, I'm just thinking, you are nailing this. <laughs> you are nailing it. This is a home run. <laughs>
1: home run hitter, Katie Harkin. So good. Yeah. Uh well Chris, uh, what is this uh speaking of all these gems, what's this hidden gem you've discovered?
2: Oh it's the east side of Toronto. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> I, I um I, I've been here like ten, like I say, ten or eleven years and uh you know you you get to fall into habits i suppose and routine and um yeah and then somebody will sort of expose you to something or somewhere that uh you just i mean it's right in the middle of everything and and you have you had no idea it was there and it's this thing that's been there for a very long time so it turns out there's this uh little bar right near the center of the city and uh it's just It's kind of tucked away, but also right out there for all to see if you're kind of if you're paying attention if you know what to look
1: for yeah and i if mean you're tuned
2: uh, into reality man totally man <laughs> keep it dialed brown,
0: Chris.
1: Yeah. what's that you <laughs> don't <a> s- look- <laughs> you don't stop to smell the roses so often no man i'm just so a
2: to b a to b i swear to god every time somebody sees me on the street it's like oh, i wanted to say hello but you look like you're on a mission and it's just like <laughs> i always look like i'm on a mission and i'm really i've got nowhere to go
1: <laughs> having having Walked around Toronto a little bit with you, Chris. Uh-huh. Uh, I felt in a in a full blown panic at all times because it was just like, oh shit, we have got to get to wherever the fuck we're going. And then we'd be like at a coffee shop relaxing. You know, well, this, like,
2: you know what? It's it's. Uh, I kind of live by the motto: hurry up and wait. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: I felt like I was fluttering in the breeze behind you, like a like a stuffed animal or something.
2: Well, you know, I am known for dragging stuffed animals around with me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so this this little bar, is um, it's been on, in operation for a very long time. The bartender has been working there for 40 years. Wow. And, and um, she is an absolute delight. Uh, and I love somebody that makes a real career of,
1: you know, you know like there's lots of people that are like, oh, I'm bartending for now. and mm. It's a very yeah. honorable trade I, think. Or, or I you know of anything
0: because there's such a necessity now and partly because of the democracy of technology but to people People are assumed to have to be polymaths at everything. Right. So yeah. to just choose one thing and be really good at it is actually now Incredible. quite radical.
2: Yeah. 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 It's Absolutely. true. I mean, this is the, the conversation I have all the time is, you know, uh, striking a balance of being uh, proud of your work and not being too serious about it at the same time. But then there are people who don't think about it that much. They just, mm-hmm. yeah. They find their vocation and they do it. And, and,
1: um, yeah. It used to be a very normal thing to just be like, I got this job and I'm going to have it until, you know, until, do it to the best of my ability, right? Until yeah. some circumstance causes me not to have it, and I don't think—I mean, as long as like as long as you live in a society that takes care of people after they're able to like contribute to the workforce, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a pretty rad thing to do. I feel like, yeah,
2: is it, uh, is it, it her it,
0: joint? Is it is it named after her? Or? No,
2: no, it's it's it's. Um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say exactly where it is. Oh shit! Time. I'm not gonna put yeah. it on blast. No, best. you don't want it getting out. No, I'm not going to do it. But but um, to like our it's, 11 it's... Toronto, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and you know what she she's an absolute delight. And I will say this: as much as I'm talking her up, like you're not going there, you're going there for the atmosphere more than you're going there necessarily for the the cocktails themselves. She's not know? tom cruising
1: it like flipping drink bottles up and Yeah, well let me let down. me tell
2: you the her equivalent of flipping drink bottles. So this is a bar that closes very early. This is like to facilitate um Day after drinking. work drinks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. It's day drinking. I mean, it closes at like 7 o'clock or something. I think. Wow. And so... Um, I love this. I love this it,
0: woman. She's like, I want to work in a bar, but I want to go home. Have a life. It's so great. Yeah. It's <laughs> so
2: smart. You know, it's so yeah. smart. And so um, her equi- the equivalent uh, to the bottle or shaker flipping um, is that uh, she will, at certain times, um, uh, last call being one of them, and then I don't know what the other... Designated times are um, We'll put on a conductor's cap Flip <laughs> really? a switch And there's a train That runs around the top of the bar Yes <laughs> around, Oh man like, around, I love like, it the, places have that There used to be a diner in
1: Oakland That had a train that ran around it And wow. when I was a kid I was enthralled Oh my,
2: I'm not kidding I've been there Every week for the past uh, Like one day Or like you know For a couple hours Every week for the last like month And I, I watch I watch um I watch the adults be enthralled by this train. Like, you know, it's it's, it's magical. Yeah, it's really it's so it's, good. A, it's unbelievable. Like she'll flip the switch and she has a train whistle and um. she'll announce to everybody like all aboard and then like blow the whistle. Wow.
0: And then the train am, will do one like I'm a flight to Toronto immediately. <laughs> like could, yeah, and this I is the thing. Like
2: I, you know, I don't want to it's. It is like there is. Would a you take me if I came to Toronto, Chris? Or are you that secretive about this place? No, no. I would take you like in a heartbeat. Oh, of course I would. Of course your, I would. I'd take friends, both Chris. of you in a heartbeat. Um, Katie, <laughs> yeah. what do you say? If you aren't going questions
0: home. Questions about this train? Yeah. Do yeah, snacks yeah, on. travel on it? Do <laughs> shots travel on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So, like, she, <laughs> tiny it's, versions of the people that work there in the train. Uh, or,
2: yeah. I'm. I'm telling you, this bar is. It's. Uh, run by one person there's a staff of one wow and um you know just last night so uh, it's like like, a
1: house essentially
2: yeah like a cohort like well it's 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 a really small bar i mean you uh um yeah what is it maybe 20 maybe 20 people fills the place yeah and um so, no, there's no shots on this train because it's high above your head. Okay. Um, it's, like, just below the ceiling. And um, so, it's amazing. You just, like, stop and everyone looks up and just, like, you hear people cooing, you know? It's, like, <laughs> ooh, <gasps> and clapping and, like, it's just, it's... It's uh, uh, Yeah, it really is. And so, somebody introduced me to this place and, and it just kind of, like, it made me think. It's, like, man, I really got to get out of this little... <laughs> like, that's why I said uh, the East End of Toronto because I don't, I don't go past the center of, of Toronto, you know, downtown. I, I mean, I, I literally go downtown and come back to my uh, neighborhood, you know. Yeah. And, and I have heard a few people say recently, oh, you know, everybody in the West End stays in the West End, <coughs> which I know is um, sort of counterintuitive, Katie, because I think in London, everybody is in the East End. Oh, I mean, you know, all like, oh, people you yeah. consider friends are in the East End or the South now, but...
0: Yeah, the pe- people in West London mostly own West London. Right. People that... Yeah, and do- yeah.
2: And there's a gate and you have to, you know, have three <laughs> circular objects to get in or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so it kind of, it's opened my eyes and, and of course, you know, at the very same time, this place is now becoming this habit, you know, and this like, <laughs> I, it just added to my routine, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, the next, the very next opportunity, uh, you'll both be going there with me.
1: Oh man, I uh, just... Just to nerd out a little bit more about this train situation. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, is it like a big train? Is it like up on the, is it like above everything on the ceiling? Or I mean like on, high on the walls so it's out of the way? Or is it like
2: run through the space? No, it's, it's, uh, it's, high, uh, it's high up and it's small. And if you walked in, you would never know it's there. And to yeah. be honest, do you, I mean... Do you
1: know anything about model train gauges? Would you be able to speculate on what gauge it is? There's
0: another uh, podcast ben, we could wish... have a cro- crossover episode with right now. Oh man, it, there's <laughs> you know so many there
1: model train podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh man, I wish I could say I did know model train gauges, Ben, but unfortunately, the I only can't
1: one say I that. know is HO, and that's because that's the type of model trains I had when I was a kid.
0: But... I know. I do know someone we could ask about this. My my high school boyfriend's father <laughs> had in the box room of their house. Oh, did he
1: have like a? full-blown he
0: had he did and it was it it was to the extent where you opened the door to the box room and you had to duck under Under the the, oh so you could stand in the middle and like work the controls it was wall to wall yeah it was he was truly he'd made it and he was
1: if i am ever a dad of leisure (laughs) You fucking better bet. that
0: It was like the room that yeah, you, know, you sort of at a house party. Could, the door could be opened, but there is no way you could step you know, yeah. foot inside there. Amazing, was, yeah, yeah, incredible.
2: I mean, yeah. So you, I, I kind of wish I wasn't told of this train because it, you know, at a uh, you know, in the moment, you just wonder what is this bartender doing? And she puts <laughs> on a conductor hat and then she flips a switch and you hear a sound and then a train whistle goes like she's blowing a train whistle and uh and then you know you're just what like, where is
1: happening? am i <laughs> yeah
2: i yeah man These there must be some kind of good. like omerta
1: going on where if they see like a somebody in there that's like writing for the fromers travel guide or whatever
2: they just <laughs> kill him out back like
1: nobody can know about yeah. this it's too great <laughs>
2: no i mean honestly i i i um i i think i've i've put a couple of, uh photos up on instagram just saying my new my new wednesday thursday tradition and and a friend, like, quickly responded, like, where is this? And I just <laughs> said, I don't know. It's downtown somewhere, you know? <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't even know where I am. And Toronto is, like, as big as a postage stamp, you know? Yeah. but um, Amazing. Well, yeah, those yeah.
0: things that aren't revealed to you, though, it, it makes it all the more marvelous. One of, one of my friends uh, bought a house in upstate New York, and he showed me the house and then said, come to the garage um, and... Close your eyes, something's going to happen. And I'm like, okay. Uh oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> um, I've seen this horror I've film. I've seen this horror movie. <laughs> and uh, I, I willingly followed <laughs> and open my eyes. And he had inherited from the previous owner of this property a, between 20 and 30, maybe, homemade dioramas oh, man. that included. I think there was a train element, there was uh, an ice skating scene with little magnetic ice skaters that went around, cool. there was a movie wow. theatre, there <laughs> wow. really was a whole town oh this, my god! this diorama, but the fact that and my friends that were also there and him had all decided that it was better <laughs> not to mention it to me for <laughs> so that good. moment. Uh, yeah, there is amazing awesome thing. it's Kind of the. I mean, you would never point. in
2: a million. You would never in a million years have guessed what you're about to see, and then when you see no. it, you're like just gobsmacked, right? He's a,
0: he's a musician. I thought, you know, it's going to be his home studio that he's just built, or it's going to yeah. be a motorcycle or a car right. yeah, or yeah, a yeah, dog, yeah. Or, but no, there's yeah. I never thought, just like you, <laughs> you in could that never bar, have predicted, yeah. yeah, that she was gonna put on a. Oh, I love that she puts on a hat. There's the real. That's she the performer in her. She is so
2: cute. Like she's just one of these people <laughs> that you're just like, oh my god, you, have, you know, like I can't believe you've been behind this bar for 40 years. It's fantastic. I love happy people. Someone uh, needs to write. I wish I could be one.
0: <laughs> interview her. Oh, mate. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I,
2: I have lots of lots
1: of joy in my life, but like one of those people that's just a happy. Like they go through Whoa.
2: life just being happy and bright. But ben, you, know? you are putting a lot on her right now. You know, you <laughs> don't even know. Like she blows a train whistle and flips a switch. That's and a performance
1: a that she's doing for people. I think that's amazing. That's it's true. No, I mean, she's, like she's... I
2: know, like my wife is like one of these people that's
1: like she, like she definitely like has sad times, but she's just a happy person. She mm-hmm. like laughs and like enjoys things on a level that I'm like, oh man, I would, you know, I would kill to. Love stuff as much as you love stuff.
0: you Will contain multitudes, and sometimes they yeah. involve conductors' hats. Yeah.
1: Oh man, yeah.
2: that is that is the triple truth, mm-hmm. Ruth. So um, uh, yeah, I I I will say one more time. Please, both of you, hurry back to this fair city and uh, let's go there.
1: As uh, a child, I was the owner of a conductor's hat and a train whistle, and I wonder now. All your if Christmases. Both of those things are still squirreled away in my
2: in my. Mother's collection oh my somewhere God, Please, please, please Ben, when you come back Can you bring it? You bring those things and <laughs> Yeah, just I just like, like She puts it on I put it on She
1: blows the whistle I blow my this whistle This is it we will, We'll
2: turn it around on her She will not expect That oh, you have a hat be so And a viral. whistle This going to be so great It's going to be so great um, And this, uh, this drink um, You know I, I wonder I don't think you could get this drink At that bar um, They
1: probably don't have Some of the stuff
2: yeah now now you know as far as uh uh the stocked bar goes it looks it looks really good uh in terms of uh number of bottles but i think it's fairly limited so you know you you're you're dealing with classics like a like a manhattan or an old-fashioned or a martini or you know these are the things that she'll sort of readily offer you there's no menu you know um don't go in there looking for a uh I, I just know. want a. I I want to go in there and order a beer. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. So like they will can serve do. me a beer. I I know they will. Yeah, and then this is the thing. Like you're not going in there to get. Uh, you know, uh, there's no do draft Do IPA? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is it. It's it. Honestly, this is this is why I think I love this place. There is there is just so. There's just not any pretension about it. You know, yeah. it's like just go and like enjoy yourself, and it, you're you're sitting next to people of all like ages and and shapes and sizes and everyone's just kind of like you know and it's it's not a party like you're having a good time but it's not like rambunctious there's no music you just it's just conversation you know so i didn't really ever
1: since ever since like star wars was a prestigious pastiche of your buck rogers like you know serialized (laughs) space drama talking yeah we've we've had this plague in our culture of places that are made to look as if they are a cool old thing that's been there for a million years. I mean, like, some of my favorite places are things like that. Like, I was talking mm-hmm. to my wife the other day about how our favorite restaurant in the neighborhood is, like, it's great. Like, the food is amazing. The drinks are amazing. But the design of it is, like, it, like they want you to think when you walk in there, like, we just found this place like this and we decided to th- put on an right. amazing restaurant experience, you know? Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. like... No, you fucking, you, you worried over every detail and that's fine. But like, there are no places left at the end of the day that
2: are just amazing and like original, you know, you know, I worked with a, a carpenter, UK has a few. Obviously. I, I worked with a carpenter, uh, a few years ago now, um, <laughs> we went into a bar restaurant that had been shut down for a fire code violation. Just the wall. There was like no <clears throat> firewall. Uh, between between the bar and the next building, so it's like this whole entire block that, that is not far from where I live. The buildings were just built. I mean, they're old, so they're built differently, and and you know, fire codes have changed, and now you know if the uh, if you get you know they had to rebuild basically yeah. uh, this wall. So what they had uh, what they had done originally was take down the plaster wall and expose all the two by fours and beams, and 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 just had their bar was just kind of all the different leveled uh, cross beams, you know. And it was actually kind of a, a nice look. But, you know, so but what they wanted was to then build a firewall and then rebuild what they had sort of uh, exposed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we had to build this fake exposed <laughs> uh, two-by-four right. uh, framed wall, um, which was kind of, I think, what you're talking about. Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: a pastiche of an authentic thing. Mhm. Yeah. Well,
0: that that's the thing the 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 authority of authenticity and it's <laughs> it's really interesting looking at things like that from a british perspective because of there are older places, yeah. but, but equally, um, I went to there's also and... the attitude that something just because it's old is good, which is not mm-hmm. necessarily true. No, no not necessarily
1: true at all. Yeah, and you
0: see how that varies across Europe, and different countries have different attitudes to totally. things that are old. For example, in England, we also have that if you um, knock down a wall in London and rebuild it, you have to paint the new bricks so they look like London stock bricks, which are the huh. clay from the Thames, and it has <sighs> to it has to look as it. As it, it was, don't they have like those facade
2: sort of rules? Like you, you know, like yes. the facade of a building has to stay up. You can build whatever you want behind it, but yeah, the front so has all to be these absolutely. Russian oligarchs Where, that have their like in Italy, bond layer. Not the case. Yeah.
0: in Italy, that's not the case. Right. Um, yeah. if you yeah, store like, a building or a painting in Italy, they are perfectly happy for the bits that are new to look painfully new and i don't know if it's because they are drowning in crumbling renaissance churches that they're like there's plenty of that to go around if you want to see it (laughs) um yeah but there are a lot of cases that other people find controversial where the the work is evident but the argument is that if you are doing something you should be able to see where's the old and where's the new so
1: well it's also just like such a long-standing tradition there like we went on a tour in naples of um the the underground and then it ends with a tour of where the the like local uh coliseum or amphitheater Mm -hmm. or something was and it's like it's just a block of apartment buildings there's been there's like there's like several blocks of apartment buildings and like you walk up a street and you can see like the shape of the stands mm-hmm. inscribed in the side of the building. Cause they just like use the structure mm-hmm. to like put up a building. And then yeah. you look across the street and you see it continue on the other side. They like knocked out a bit to put a street there. Yeah. And then like, you know, where the like gladiators got ready or whatever is like their wine cellar and they're like, hmm. it's, it's, and it's just built into the, the fabric of, of the urban space, yeah,
2: it's, and it's crazy. <laughs> I, I once heard somebody, or once somebody once told me that in Europe, people are trying to, you know, for the most part, trying to escape history. You know, they want they and 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 over here we're like hungry for it. You yeah. know, mm. um, you grass know, is always we're... greener. Yeah, but exactly. Well, I like guess that's that's maybe more uh, being here for St, St. Patrick's Day. As <laughs> yeah. Someone
0: who has an Irish father, <laughs> I, I wasn't inclined to go down where.
2: Oh, no. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't recommend that.
2: <laughs> I uh, Tell you what, I love the Irish. I hate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>
1: I was in uh, Dublin for St. Patrick's Day one year, and it was intense. <laughs> well,
0: the Guinness is good because the lines are really clean and the kegs are really fresh, is the only thing I will say, in defense of St. Patrick's Day. But yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: They, My, they get ready for it.
0: Yeah. My brother, father, and grandfather are all called Patrick, and the brothers hearken are in the book of St. Patrick. Wow, And wow. on, on St. Patrick's Day, uh, my my brother would always get a, a Saint's Day present, and I wouldn't. Oh! oh. Wow. I, As a precocious child, I think by the time I was about 11, I'd looked at when St. Catherine's Day was and uh, demanded back payment. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you go you're girl. You're a smart woman, Katie, you're a smart oh, woman. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. Reparations were demanded.
2: Full on. Yeah. Um so Ben, I can hear in the background there I can hear some uh dog toys. <laughs> oh, can you hear can you hear almost
0: on cue. A little
2: canine just
1: desperately chewing away at a beef rib. Yep. <laughs> it's not yep. me this time. <laughs> uh yeah, I uh Darwin kind of got punchy while I was making the drinks and I figured this would be a way to distract him, but it's actually very noisy and I apologize to everybody listening. <laughs> That's that. just making me hungry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I uh I just wanted to uh give a little update on Darwin's development. He's a little over a year old now and uh and boy, he has like really gone from puppy to dog in the last couple of months. Like I think it was like right within a month of turning 1 year old that he like started peeing with his leg up. Like he did the like Is puppy his, voice break? his his voice was always pretty intense, like <laughs> He has like a real, he's got a real voice on him for sure. But like, you know, when he went, went pee, he would like get in a squat, which we thought was so cute. And we're like, is he just going to do that forever? Like, that's cute. <laughs> and like now, like every time it's lifting the leg up and that was like a major developmental thing where we're like, wow, like how did he figure, you know, like it was just like one day he like went outside and he was like, this is how I do this now. Right, big, cool I'm gonna do a big point It was pee. like, hey mate. Yeah. Yeah. Like get a load of this. <laughs> yeah. We could get Check the pee like. A couple inches up the side of this thing now. <laughs> I can but, see uh, either one.
2: I, I can see either you or Rachel getting quite emotional. That oh, uh, Rachel they was like so cavelling, like
1: she was really? so excited about this situation. That's and amazing. she was she was in New Hampshire for the for the for the for the, uh, for the inaugural run, so she felt really like left out. <laughs> like the inaugural list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. And then uh, you know he's like learned that he likes to hump legs now, <laughs> just like like give me a break with this goddamn humping. It's <laughs>
0: because <Like, laughs> you've been exposing him to all of those pop songs that right. like, mention like leg humping and yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been playing that one uh, Black Eyed Peas song just yeah.
2: round the clock and and there's uh, a lot of. Uh... There's a lot of uh, storming off to his room and closing his door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: violent video games next. He's trying, <laughs> right,
2: he's right. trying eye makeup. It's it's all you know. <laughs> he's, he's just it's a phase. We think it's a phase. Darwin, why are your nails painted black?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have had like a couple of maybe you guys uh, have feelings about this, maybe not. But I uh, don't feel a thing. I've had a couple of times at the dog park where he has decided to start humping on another dog. Mm and i don't really know what the etiquette is here cuz i do see people like you know who really police their dogs' humping behavior mm-hmm. and then other people who like don't really care mm-hmm. and i know that he is fixed and i also know that i have never seen him hump a lady dog um, um so i like don't know like truth. how yeah no like yeah. I, I i i don't know how like how like but but like people are weird about it you know Like I've definitely seen people like walk across the park and grab his collar and like take him off their dog. I mean, they don't want their their male dog to be humped by another. Isn't
2: that just like it's just a? I mean, I was told that it's like a like a dominance display. Like it's just like a. It's it's not necessarily like a. I mean, they're animals. I've heard
1: that too, but then that makes me feel like when I'm like watching TV and he and he just going to town on my on my left leg that's like (laughs) hanging off the side of the couch. (laughs) Is he like establishing? ownership of my leg
0: well sure i've never been a dog owner but it doesn't sound very progressive We're in new york city
1: <laughs> yeah well no. I, I mean i'm trying to be as progressive as i can i just don't know the answers to any of these questions i'm i'm not very woke as uh, as the right. kids say right but i mean i think i i have seen uh... i'm not correcting him at all like I've, i let him hump every anything he wants like I'm I'm I am i am i am kind of libertine about it, but I I've think. seen
2: lady dogs do that same motion. So yeah. I mean, I don't think it has any like people that are pulling your dog off because it's like a boy dog on a boy dog need to fucking. They need to know. relax, right? Yeah, they need to they need to, they need to stay woke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, get woke, stay woke. Or wait, yeah, exactly. They need to get woke, and then next they need to stay woke. Exactly. Yeah
1: but uh it's been real fun like uh, just an incredibly rewarding experience having this guy like it um
2: I want a dog so I've bad re- I've I really
1: formed like a profound emotional connection with him and uh and it's like one of the most valuable ongoing parts of my life I really uh, love I love having him um
2: past guest and friend Scott Anderson uh was r- uh sort of resistant to the idea of cats uh, uh-huh. And and then suddenly found himself with two cats. Uh, I guess his wife. Uh, oh, but re- he probably
1: got that parasite in his brain that makes you love your cat, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Do anything for your cat. Yeah, but no, then, I, lo- I
1: love but cats too. I'm, I'm, I'm... one of my one of my conditions. Some of my best friends are cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no,
2: one of my conditions for moving
1: to LA, if we ever do, is that my wife has to let me get a cat, and she's not a cat person. So. Well,
2: you know, you so he, Scott, and he was FIFA. resistant to yeah. both cats and dogs, and now he has two of each, and <laughs> you know, you've never seen a more affectionate person towards their pet, right? He just kind of, uh, you know, all it takes yes, is... Scott uh, Anderson's a sweetheart. He just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, everybody knew it but him, right? Mm. It's like, you're a sweetheart, just you wait. and I'm, then, a, sure I'm a
0: recent dog person myself. Oh, yeah? Recent convert, yeah. Welcome. Wait, Welcome. you have yes. a dog now? Mm-hmm. I'd always grown up with cats. Um, and then from uh, working with SK when we were rehearsing, it was very intense uh process where i was also going through jet lag and you know not really wandering around and making friends with strangers so <laughs> of my five friends in in portland two two of my best mates were were dogs so oh yeah
2: i mean can we just quickly uh, i mean i'm sure the story's been told a few times now katie and i apologize but wasn't it i think you told me your first gig with like your first live experience with Slater Kinney was the Letterman show Mm -hmm. that That is unbelievable that's Um, a I mean I could listen to that story I could listen to the story of how you got hooked up with them over and over again because it's just like this incredible thing to me anyway I don't think I've heard it
0: well well is now the time well it's an incredible thing to me and um yeah, I mean, my first gig was was the David Letterman show. It was bananas. It's like uh, amazing.
2: unbelievable.
0: <laughs> it was it was their first show in in nine years as well, so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't. It's just, unbelievable uh, all round. It was a, a so crazy. It might just work from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my mind, <laughs> yeah. lo and behold, uh, it but did. But of course, of course, you know, I uh...
1: does does David Letterman uh, carry any cachet for you, or is he kind of unknown in the UK, or
0: this? Might sound, I don't know how this would sound to an American, but I didn't really realize that he was a comedian because, <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I'm being completely honest with you, I didn't really realize that he was a comedian because I, uh, I mean, my experience of being at university and being a music fan, part of that, in a, I mean, how old is YouTube? Two thousand?
1: Mm, I think two thousand six or okay. two thousand.
0: Yeah so I, I Four think I or something was, like that. I was 2004. Yeah. went to university and, and some of my earliest memories of like being a music fan at university was waiting for days for uh, band performance videos to download from the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off of and, like
1: LimeWire or something like I that. I yeah.
0: I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh some of the things that I would be looking to find would be live television performances from bands that I admired on shows that I had never seen the mm-hmm. full thing of, like right. Letterman, SNL.
1: Mm-hmm. You didn't get no- that he was a comedian when every every performance he came out and said, is that your own drum set?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have, you know, talk shows in the UK and I just thought it was kind of more of a talk show thing. I didn't know that he did like a monologue right. and... Things like that. Right, and it's such a like
1: rote format in the US that it's not really over there.
0: I just didn't really appreciate it. I mean, I hadn't seen a full episode of SNL until I came to the US. I I hadn't ever seen a full episode of David Letterman and and things like that. So I didn't have any perspective uh, uh, on what it was apart from... This thing that bands that I liked played on sometimes yeah. in like pixelated forms. That I mean, I'd your your plate was quiet. full enough
2: just having you know, you're playing for the first time live with like your idols. Never mind, like if you knew who <laughs> David Letterman was, you know, if it, and what The Late Show was to people, well, you the, know, I would have been, I think, just an overload.
0: By that point, by that point, I, you know, by that point, I figured it out. But just okay. in general, in terms of like a a cultural right uh, thing, it, it you know, it's something that I came to later in life but it was also the first time that I could tell anybody I was involved in their reunion because it had been kept secret Mm -hmm. for such a long time. And I, um, was in on that for nearly a year before I was on the show with them, which was (laughs) the point at which my involvement was, uh, exposed. (laughs) So my, (laughs) my phone, um, Kind of burst into flames. Yeah,
1: amazing. Well, I uh, before we go on to the next segment, I just want to I want to try
2: the OG bijou. And He's just sitting there, getting warm right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm.
0: Aging. You want to give it a taste? Sure. I okay.
1: mean, you don't have to. What's the
0: difference <laughs> between these?
1: So um, you have gin.
0: Uh, had, I shouldn't know
1: <laughs> gin, dry vermouth and, and orange curacao, and okay. that is gin, green chartreuse and sweet vermouth So
0: tell me about chartreuse and the green or yeah,
1: the... so chartreuse is a the colour chartreuse is named after the liqueur because it is a weird green colour and yep. it's made by Carthusian monks in like southern France I think and it's just, like, one of these old vegetal liquors that's probably... It was probably, like, the medicine that they used on right. everything back in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's also... It's, like... I don't know. It's it's one of my favorite tasting liqueurs, and it's, uh, it's one of those, like, ancient recipes that there's, like, two monks that are allowed to know it at any given mm-hmm. time, and, like, they just... They're probably just trawling up right. crap all over the, the state of their right monastery. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's like a I it tastes a lot like black pepper to me, it's like a kind of a herbal yeah. black peppery I can see that. flavor. Um, but I recommend both the Bijou and the Tailspin and I think, uh, a, a cool experiment for anybody listening at home to make both cause they both have the same exact ingredients just in different ratios and you'll, uh, you'll see what that does.
0: Um, does the Tailspin have... More gin in it. Yeah, it's uh,
1: a okay. it's higher gin against the Carpano Antica mm-hmm. and the and the Green Turtrous. So
2: um you know, once in a while at uh just quickly, Ben, um at work we we work on a reward based system, a rewards <laughs> rewards based system and um so you know, we'll treat ourselves to you know, whoever I'm working with is, okay, come on over gather around and we'll have a shot of tequila or something. Uh-huh. And last night I'm like, you know what? It's Saturday night, and it's been a long time. Let's have a shot of Chartreuse. Nice and uh, shots of Chartreuse might sound stupid to people, but um, and it is kind of stupid. Um, but, <laughs> it's but higher uh, alcohol than uh, most tequila,
1: so yeah. And Many it's
2: uh, yeah. If if you haven't had a shot at, uh, of Chartreuse before, um, do it. You know, don't think about it; just do it, and then uh, and see how that feels. It's quite intense. It's a bit of a ride. Like it's kind of it changes. You know, in a few seconds. Oh yeah, uh, it's in, yeah. It's, uh... it's, It's no joke. No, it's no joke. Treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Take your medicine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is the thing that uh, uh, I have in common with the ancient monks is that it's now my modern medicine. So ancient medicine and modern medicine at the same time. It's helping you cope. Yep.
0: Chris,
2: we have a call from
1: a listener. A listener? I would would say. Hey, what's up, assholes? It's Shifty (laughs) Blogger. I am recovering from that hot dog Tom Collins you made me drink a couple of weeks ago. Still pretty mad about it. But my life event this week is I'm just being extra cool and I need a drink to go with that. Thanks.
2: That is, uh, that's, uh, well, shit. Being extra cool. I just hanging out, being extra cool.
1: Our beloved uh, shit food blogger. Um, I was, Chris, I went out for. Uh, for a nice dinner with my wife the other night to celebrate her birthday mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it was a restaurant that we go to a lot and um, uh, the bartender John uh, who I believe listens to the program mm-hmm. uh, I, I ordered place. a drink and, and it came out and the waitress said like uh, the bartender asked me to tell you that this is in fact a Frank Collins <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rachel and I just Fucking lost it, <laughs> man. Frank Collins has struck a chord with a few people. Yeah, um, it's been really funny. Just uh, to, to catch sort of... you up, Katie. This is a a
1: alcoholic beverage featuring beer and gin and a hot dog.
2: I, Don't forget I, the hot dog water. The, the, I, the yeah, hot dogs. It's water.
0: been nice seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> As a British person, I, I feel like on behalf of. Uh, yeah. yeah. All gin I have to leave. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, do well, hot dogs I'm kind of on, on board with. Yeah. 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 It I will mean, end up in the same place anyway, right?
2: Well, this is it. It's like but I, um, I do think way. it's important on how it gets there. Mm. Yeah. Um yep. well, Not shit, a good drink. <laughs> shit, since you um you're just super cool. Um, what a cool guy. Yeah. T- like you know, I mean self proclaimed. I might add a uh, cool guy uh, i I think <laughs> um, a, f- a frozen <laughs> drink is appropriate, and uh yeah, and you know uh, you are uh, you know people you know there's you 're the apple of people 's eye, and some but to us you 're a peach, so you 're going to have a frozen peach jackery nice. um, you're having two ounces of light rum, uh, one ounce of fresh lime juice, uh, one teaspoon of simple syrup. Uh, now, I am saying two ounces of fresh peaches chopped fine. Uh, I know it's not peach season, so uh, either wait or, you know, don't. Uh, canned peaches if you want, but I know you're a... Uh, well, you like shitty food. Uh, uh, <laughs> peaches come peaches. from
0: a can they were put there yeah. by a man.
2: <laughs> Never forget. Keep it going, Katie. Yeah. Keep it going.
0: Keep <laughs> In a factory downtown if i had my little way i'd eat peaches every day <laughs> uh, uh that's yes shakespeare yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, yeah.
2: you know what it's been too long since i've heard that song uh, mm. so yeah, uh they're a on fun. the
0: money yeah
1: presidents <laughs> uh uh, you can get uh, fr- a frozen peach, and if you're making a frozen
2: drink, you might as well get a frozen peach. Sure. And uh, those tend to be pretty good. And before you blend it, uh, just hack yourself out one f- uh, frozen fresh, or fresh frozen slice to keep as a garnish. Um, you're going to combine all ingredients except the peach slice uh, in a blender with a half a cup of cracked ice. Uh, blend until slushy and pour into a, c- a cocktail glass uh, garnish with that peach slice. Dang. Um, now, while doing this, and I was reaching uh, uh, researching... Uh, cool guy quotes and uh, <laughs> one of the things i found was um this that uh, wise men are not always silent but they know when to be so saying that I, i'm i'm expecting that we'll hear from shit food bloggers soon <laughs>
1: <laughs> um well i think that brings us to the end of this year program and we've just had to- such a delight talking to you, Katie Harkin. Thank you. How do people find your music and you on the worldwide um, internet?
0: Well, my handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, welcome to
1: 1995. Yeah, my handle on the social meds is uh,
0: Harkathon, H A R K A T H O N.
1: I highly recommend following Ed
2: Harkathon yes. on everything because.
0: Katie, you're a delight. Absolutely. Thank you. This is my my first podcast. Is Is it really? Yeah. Katie, you know,
2: it's been what, honestly? It's been a year and a half, right? Like, since, uh, since I've been pestering you to come on?
0: <laughs> since you've politely asked me numerous times.
2: Like, honestly, I think the first time you said, okay, well, it's not going to work this time, but I'll be back in North America, and I think it was, like, December, and that was, like, past yeah. December, and that was, like, a year later. Do you know I how was, many like, times yeah. Josie Long has been on since then? Like, a billion. <laughs> I'm trying.
0: <laughs> I but <hate> it's <laughs> been
2: so fun having you on, and yeah, thanks, really for, uh, thanks yeah. for putting and, up with and us. please do not be a stranger. It's no. the
0: best free bar in New York City. What can I so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> really doing it up over here. Yeah. New York's own there's hidden a
0: dog. gem. Dog, there's the yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a dog bar. Um,
0: I can say it is officially a cutie patootie. So <laughs> previous conversation. Yeah,
2: he's a cute, He is a cutie patootie. Yeah. He knows it too. He really works that angle. <sighs> hey Ben, I want to before you get to the thank yous, I'm gonna have a little special. I want to say a little special thank you uh, of, our, of my own here. Oh yeah. Um, there is a local uh, pod, uh, podcast, Toronto podcast called uh, The Antidote oh yes um, yeah and uh, I guess their most recent episode they did a, a things we love um, episode and uh, and they cited us as a, a current what? favorite so thank yeah. you so much uh, to Marie uh, Bodine is uh, the host uh, one of the hosts of the show and uh, you can find that on iTunes uh Via Revenge Gym, which I think is sold as like uh, for those who were picked last in high school. So it's like a it's like a, a fitness blog for those who were picked last in high school.
1: <laughs> I like that. It's really um,
0: cool. I like that's very honest. Yeah. 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 I appreciate that.
2: So uh, thank you.
1: I, I listened to and enjoyed the show and my in, during my harrowing subway oh, God, experience today. And uh, it was I was very I was very touched by how much uh, how how many kind things they said about our our silly little show here. Yeah. Um. well so follow them follow Katie and follow Chris
2: at Crispy Chicken and Benjamin at Benjamin R-A-H-R sorry I forgot for a second there how to spell A-H-R yeah
1: it's only three letters <laughs> three letters uh, you can follow our show at Drink About It uh, send us a tweet send us a picture of something you're drinking we love to see that stuff uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Drink About It and we should say a big thanks to Lizzie Bartelt for running our social media. I ran I into see. Lizzie Bartelt on the street today with some friends. and so great. She is whoa, the best. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. IRL. Yeah. <laughs> IRL, hashtag what? <laughs> uh, and we should thank Graham Walsh and Jamal Richardson for our music. Thanks, Paul. And Paul Watling for our art. Thank you, and, Paul. And... Uh, You have no idea how close I came to saying Graham Walsh and Paul Watling for our music and Jamal Richardson for our art. (laughs) Well, we do now. Yeah. (laughs) Big reveal. Uh, and thank you so much, Katie, for being thank here. Thank you, Katie. Thank,
0: thank you, Darwin, for the sound effects. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm <laughs> sure it's just going to drive everybody up the wall hearing a bone being chewed on all through the episode. <laughs> if
0: you could just send some uh, like HD pictures of him along with yeah. the podcast so people could set the scene. And also for my own personal
1: <laughs> 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 uh, Well, with that, we will be back at you next week with more live events and more drinks that go perfectly with them. Later, potato.
2: Hashtag glitter don't quit.